What's up everybody? I'm glad you all can make it this morning. Today we're going to be starting our new series called Lord of All, dealing in time, talents, and treasures. And specifically, we're going to be focusing on idolatry. And the things I want to address are, what is idolatry? Why does it exist? Is it bad? And how do we flee from it? But first, let's take a look at the definition of idolatry. In the dictionary, idolatry is defined as extreme admiration, love, or reverence for something or someone. So, with regards to the series, Lord of All, to me, I think of God being the Lord of everything in our lives, that being our time, our talents, and our treasures. But a big hindrance to that for us is going to be idolatry. You know, what we put all of our time, our talents, and our treasures into. What we put all of our focus on. And sometimes that can be either with God or for God, or the exact opposite, being not for God or not with God. So let's stop for a second and break down some modern forms of idolatry that we know today. So number one is going to be vanity, right? How much time do I spend looking at myself in the mirror, right? Am I looking exceptional for people, right? Am I so concerned about this over the things that matter, right? And this is going to be consistent over all the forms of idolatry, right? Am I focused on this particular thing and not worried about the things that matter? Number two, what I'm wearing. Maybe I've already got my clothes, I've got a whole wardrobe that looks great, I've got my summer stuff, i got my fall stuff, i got my winter stuff, and i got my spring clothes ready for action, but it's just not enough because I see somebody else coming out with something new, and I've got to have it because I don't feel confident without it, so I focus on what I'm wearing. Guys, people have built industries on this on everything that you can think of and all these forms of idolatry right and the third thing is cosmetics and aesthetics again industries and industries of companies have built and prospered off of your insecurities off of my insecurities number four consumerism guys think about this black friday shopping that's all this is about right go out and buy the 55 inch tv for 50% off or go get the Xbox one or the new PS5 that's getting ready to come out Wait till wait till Black Friday comes around in 2021 Everybody's gonna be on that, right? I mean, I might be too, but hey, you know, I know who's first. Do you know who's first number five? Little modest clothing, right? Very little modest clothing so you can show off your body Maybe unfortunately for you. It's alcohol or addiction or drugs things that are keeping you under or that is fulfilling some sort of void in your heart that unfortunately is counterfeit to what God can provide for you. The key scripture that I want to focus on for today is Colossians 3, 5. It says, so put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy for a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. Dope, so Paul did an amazing job breaking that down. He says, look, I'm gonna keep it funky with you. We need to kill all of that sinful nature inside of us and keep our eyes focused on what Christ wants, not what we want or what anybody else wants, but what God wants. And then he goes on to give a list of things that we could consider idolatrous worship. And then he gets more specific and he says, look guys, we cannot be greedy because if we are greedy, we're just like an idolater worshiping the things that we want and that we want to consume, fulfilling our own personal wants and desires. 
I want you to think about a time where you've had to use your time, your talents, or your treasures to fulfill something that you wanted and God didn't necessarily care about. I got a really great story about when Pastor Buddy, who's been one of the biggest mentors in my life, that God was speaking through him to convict me. It was in regards to my musicianship on stage. So I started playing drums at a really, really early age and I got really, really good really, really fast because I have a perfectionist mindset and I like to be good at things. And if I stink at things, I work really, really hard to get good at them. And in this instance, I got really good at drums and so I started paying attention to the theatrics more than the intention. And that was to make the worship team sound better or add my part into it. And in light of all of that, I started learning how to do stick tricks. I started standing up while I was playing. You know, I thought I was rocking the crowd. I thought I was at a rock concert, right? And so I was sitting in small group with Pastor Buddy. And he said to me, he's like, man, what do you play drums for? Are you doing it for God? Or are you doing it for yourself? And initially I was like, yeah, I'm doing it for God. What do you mean? And a couple days later, that question dawned back on me, right? I was downstairs practicing. Right after I leave school, I come straight home if I didn't have wrestling practice. And I would just play drums. I'd play drums till 8 o'clock at night or till it was dinner time. Sometimes I would skip dinner because I was so infatuated with being great at the drums, right? But it dawned on me. It was like, man, am I really doing this for Jesus? Am I really doing this to to create an environment for the Holy Spirit to work through? And the answer was no. Why does the Holy Spirit care about if I'm doing stick tricks or standing up while I'm playing? All of that's just for show. That's just for people to look at me. That's just for people to idolize me or think that I'm being idolized, right? Or I wanted to be like the greatest drummers that I was watching, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because regardless of what I do, Christ is still going to do what he needs to do. God's going to do whatever he needs to do to get his work finished. And it doesn't have to be through me. So, have you thought about that time where you've had to use your time, talents, or treasures to fulfill yourself? Now I want you to take that same question and say, What have I used my time, talents, and treasures for to fulfill what Christ wanted me to do? Sometimes we're called to be extraordinary among the ordinary. What do I mean by that? Well, I mean, sometimes we need to do the things that are uncommon amongst the common, right? Just like Paul listed in verse 5 of Colossians chapter 3, we need to abstain from those things. We need to kill that sinful nature that's inside of us that causes us to be idolatrous or worship things that we shouldn't be worshiping or focusing on things that we want and not what God wants. I think all too often we focus on what we want and not what God wants and we rationalize it and we create logic to make it okay for us to do the things that we're doing, thinking that, man, God likes this because I like it or I like doing this because it makes me happy. Well, a big lesson that I learned was God didn't put us on the earth to be happy. God put us on the earth to be strong. So, how do we squash idolatry for good? Well, number one, the first thing is going to be aim high. 
always aim high set the bar for yourself that you're gonna say hey I'm going to try to focus on what Christ wants for my life and not what I want for my life are there things that I'm focusing on that God does not want me to focus on that doesn't really matter in the bigger scheme of things and when I talk about scheme of things what God's purpose is for my life it doesn't matter about what I wear every day it doesn't matter about what I look like every day it doesn't matter about my attitude I say out of those three things, the attitude is the biggest thing, right? Our attitude being that we are Christ conscious. We are Christ conscious. We are thinking about what God wants every day, right? That's the first thing. The second thing is always ask why. Why is it important that I get rid of this? Well, it might be because that it's hindering you from your relationship and your growth with Christ. And that's the third thing, right? Focusing on continual growth, being better than I was the day before, and then doing the same thing the next day. See, sometimes that's hard for people to follow through, which is our last thing. It is the follow through. Can I continually be what God has called me to be? Well, in the Bible, it says that you're gonna face temptation, but God provides you a way to endure it if you do face it. So. In essence of all of this, we have to draw near to God because when we draw near to God, he's going to draw near to us. I cannot emphasize that anymore. If we draw near to God, he is going to draw near to us. Again, y'all, let's be extraordinary among the ordinary and turn to God. Let's turn to God. Let's pray. God, I just thank you so much for everything that you've done in our lives, God, and everything that you're going to continue to do, even the things that we cannot see. God, I'm asking you right now, if there be any spirit of idolatry in our hearts, God, that you would remove that, Lord, and that we would become the children of God that you've asked us to become. God, and I also pray that we would draw near to you, God, because when we do that, you draw near to us, God. You do not force yourself upon us God because forced love is not love and so right now I'm begging and pleading with everybody who is praying this prayer right now that we would live our lives for your purpose and nothing else and continually grow into that God and you shape us and mold us into the people that you've called us to be just thank you for everything that you've done in everything that you're going to do. Amen. That's all I got for today, ladies and gentlemen. I love each and every one of you. I believe in each and every one of you. I want to see all of you soar. And until we get to that point, love, peace, and chicken can grease.